Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Isn't it amazing what Jesus has done and continues to do in our lives? Well, right now we've got a great word from our founding pastor, Ian Zerner, followed by an offering encouragement from our campus pastor at Adelaide West, Bianca. Let's check this out. Hi everybody and welcome to Impact Online. It's my privilege today to share a word that's burning on my heart with you today. And today I wanna talk to you about seed declarations over your life. At the beginning of the year, Pastor Phil asked me to prepare 10 declarations that we gave out to our Impact family, it's available online as well, uh, to speak over your life, to declare the Word of God. And and it's a key in my life that even as a new Christian, uh, I was filled with so many insecurities and fears and doubts, but one of the powerful lessons I've learned was to speak and declare God's Word over my life, and it literally transformed and changed my life. And today, I want to help you uh, to learn how to bring declarations over your life that will transform your life. And and we find Jesus spoke about the parable of the seed and the sower of the seed out of Mark chapter 4. And in verse 14, he says, the sower sows the word. And he teaches there that God's word is the seed that is sown into our lives. Jesus taught in the parable of the seed and the sower that the same seed was sown on four different kinds of soils. He talks about the hard soil, the uh, stony soil, the thorny soil, and the good soil. And there's a progressive journey right through our lives, all of us today, talks about the condition of our heart because at one time in our life, including myself, I was hard-hearted to the Word of God. It had no effect or influence in my life. But over the years, I've learned to develop good soil. And to right now, as I share this teaching today, you'll see yourself, a self-assessment if you like, that you're one of the four kinds of soil that the seed can be sown into your life. And uh, you know, you can't manage what you don't measure. And so today I want to encourage you that as we go through this teaching is to go deeper. Let the Word of God be sown deeper and richly in your heart because the soil is the condition of our hearts. There's four layers uh, of the work of the Word of God within us. First of all is the hard soil. And that's where people reject the Word of God. And the Bible talks about how through unbelief and the birds of the air stole the seed. And we live in a very anti-God, anti-Christian culture. And there are demonic influences we would try and steal the seed of God's Word. But then there is the stony soil, and that's the seed that withered. And that with that was a realization that yes, God is real, the evidence as God is, is there. In fact, surveys show that in Australia, there's an acknowledgement six out of 10 Australians actually believe in God. And they celebrate Christmas and Easter and, and they see the work uh, of, of the Christian faith in people's lives, but they simply say, it's not for me. You see, it's stony soil. But then there is the thorny soil, and that's the seed that was choked. And this is what I call reasoning. And it says that this is a place of trial and tribulation. The scripture says, because 
of the word. Now we have an enemy and his name is Satan and his mission is to render the word of God ineffective and powerless in our life because he knows the only things that will transform us and make us more like Jesus is the word of God being sown deep within our hearts. And of course, Jesus used the word of God to overcome the enemy or overcome Satan because he said, it is written. And you know, we find that oftentimes doubt distractions and discouragement will turn our hearts and desires, as the scripture says, for other things. And that chokes the word of God from taking root and producing the good fruit in our life. But the fourth soil is the good soil. And this is a seed that flourish 30, 60 and 100 fold. This is revelation. This is where the, the seed of God's word goes deep into our lives. As we receive it, we conceive its truth and apply that within our life. And we're transformed into the image and the likeness of Jesus. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this, this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. And, and that word there, to be transformed, comes from the Greek word metamorphi or metamorphosis in the English language, which talks about the, the caterpillar being transformed to the butterfly, a total new creation or new being, but it's freed to be what it's created to be. And that's what happens when there's good soil, fertile soil in our heart where the word goes deep within us and continually allow its transforming work within us. And we're actually transformed to be the person and to fulfill the destiny that God has for each one of us. And so in 2022, I'm encouraging you to speak the declarations of God's word, these 10 declarations, and it'll, it'll go from information to revelation, to transformation. And the first declaration that I want to share with us today, and we can all say it's on the screen now, is I declare that I'm a child of God and his seeds of greatness are in me. You see, the seed sown from the word into our hearts as good soil transforms us. And the scripture we had is John 1 verse 12, as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Three things I want to talk about that scripture that will transform our life. First of all, it says as many as received him. What does it mean to receive him, to receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior? In fact, what it means is to be born again. Jesus said in John 3 verse 3, uh, he answered and said, Most surely I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot enter the king or see the kingdom of heaven. You see, every person on this planet is a tripart being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And so every person on planet earth has a desire to connect and worship God. Why? Because when God created Adam and Eve, he was created in the image and the likeness of God, and he had a relationship with him. And that relationship was broken, and, and there's been a longing in the human heart because of sin that separated us from God, is to know God and to be known by God. And, and all the attempts to, uh, to come close to God 
failed through the law and rituals, but God sent Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice once and for all, for all of us. And when we receive him and acknowledge that sin has separated us from God, that Jesus paid the price to rescue and restore and to rebuild our relationship with a loving Heavenly Father, as I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, the Bible says we are born again. And simply what it means is that before I met Jesus, I was living for myself. I was in charge of my life, but now Jesus is in charge because I choose to live for him and I receive him as my Lord. How do I do that? How do I receive Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked because in Romans 10 verse 9, it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be born again. And all the born again Christians who know God, uh, they, there will be a, a time in their journey where they, it'll be a distinct time, a decision, an event, a specific location in your life that you know that you know that you made Jesus your Lord and you were born again at 19 years of age. I was in a church, a little church at Ridgehaven in Adelaide, South Australia, and even I myself went forward on a Sunday night service as we heard the love of Jesus and the forgiveness of Jesus being preached and we received him into our lives that night as, uh, as our Lord and our Saviour, and we're radically born again. And the Bible says we're at new creations, old things have passed away, all things have become new, and that seed that night fell on fertile soil in our heart, and we said yes to Jesus. And so I just want to say, are you born again today? Or you say, well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure whether I am or not. Well, I want to say, if you're married, how do you know you're married? Well, I've got a ring on my finger. I remember 47 years ago, I made a commitment between all my friends and my family and to my beautiful wife, Yvonne, and, uh, and I made a commitment of covenant, of lifelong uh, marriage to her, and uh, I know that I'm married, and when you know that you're born again, you know that Jesus is your Lord, you know that you know that you know because there is a time and event in your life that you've said yes to Jesus. If you haven't yet received him today, you can receive him. Or if you've drifted from him and you've been living your own life today, you can return to him as you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, a Christ-centered life. But secondly, the scripture says he gave the power as many as received him. To them, he gave the power to become sons of God, even those who believe on his name. And, and the word of the word power in the Greek language is the word exousia. And it's the power of authority, of right, of influence. It's a sign of a regal authority, a crown. It's the power to rule or govern. Uh, the power of, of him whose will and commands must be submitted to uh, by others and obeyed. And example, Queen Elizabeth, we're all under the monarchy here in Australia, and, and her children have a privileged life and incredible influence on the planet. And the royals represent the queen's position of influence and authority. Her children do that. And they carry that authority because they were born a prince or princess into the royal family. And if the queen can't come to an event or a function, she sends one of her sons or her daughters who represent her and they carry that same uh, authority and influence because they were born into her family. Now, Jesus left heaven to came to earth 
uh, in order that we can represent him here on earth. In Matthew 28, he said, all authority or power or exousia has been given to me in heaven and earth. Now, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and long with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, when Adam and Eve, they were originally in the garden, given all the power and authority over the earth. In fact, in Genesis 1.26, it says that God blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth and have dominion or power or authority over the earth. But we find that Adam and Eve, they were deceived and they rebelled and they lost the power that God had given them and they handed it to Satan. And Satan, he took that authority, that rule and that influence over the earth. But Jesus came back to bring back what Satan stole. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he descended into hell and he declares he went and took the keys of hell and of death and he rose from the dead and he took that authority back and he invested that authority to his sons and daughters of God that who are now here to represent him on planet earth and he's given us that same power and authority that Adam had to bring about his rule and reign on earth. And Jesus taught us to pray, Father, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Ephesians 1, there's a powerful scripture. It says that speaking of Jesus, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in the earth. And if Satan's, if, if Satan is under Jesus' feet, we are the body of Christ and therefore Satan is under our feet. As we take our authority as sons and daughters of God, we can exercise the power that's entrusted to us here on earth as we re represent Jesus in this earth to rule and to reign with Jesus as Lord and King. The third thing talks about the power to become. In John 1 verse 12, it says, Many has received him. He gives the power to become the sons of God, even to those who call upon his name. The, the power to become simply means that you can become the person that God has created you to be. There are seeds of greatness within you, in every individual. There are two questions every person asks here on earth is why am I here and what's my purpose in life? And the answer is only found in the power to become. You have a relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, your Creator. And there is a purpose in us, our unique gifts, talents, abilities, to help us to establish His kingdom, His rule, His authority, His reign here on earth. And there are seeds of greatness that have been sown within you. I was thinking about this with Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was given a promise. There was a seed sown in her of the promise of the Messiah. And there was greatness within her who would be the Savior of the world. And when we're born again, there are seeds of greatness that are within us. And they're activated, just as, as with Mary, that seed of promise was activated. And there were three things that activate that, the seeds of greatness. First of all, the Word of God. The angel came to her and delivered God's Word. And, and, and in like way that he comes, God comes to us and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And we need to hear God's words. But secondly, her obedience. She said, let it be done to me according to your word. She was willing to abandon, abandon her plans and to live for God's purposes. 
But thirdly, it was her sacrifice. She was prepared to sacrifice her reputation, to be misunderstood, to sacrifice her personal comfort, to be even hunted down by King Herod. And they fled to Egypt and was trying to kill Jesus, her son. And, and, and she was protected the promise of the seed within us. And, and there were seeds of greatness that God has given to each and every one of us. And today I want to encourage us, be prepared to do the same. Get, receive the word of God. Respond to the word of God and have obedience to the word of God. And you'll find that Jesus said, those who try and uh, find their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And today I would encourage you as we prepare to lose our lives and say, Lord, I want to live for you and your purpose. You'll find the life of whom you've created the power to become. And our the seed of our heart is like the womb of promise. There were promises uh, that God has sown. There were seeds, but they're activated as the word of God comes together and breathes on those seeds. It's like we conceive the promise of God. You were born again at the right time, the right place, the right person in history. And you don't have to try and compare or compete or be someone who you're not. Just be the unique you. Don't try and live up to other people's expectation because God's given you the power to become, to contribute to the work of God, that together we can see the kingdom purposes of God established here on earth because Jesus says we are called and chosen to bear fruit and our fruit would remain. And that's what he said in John 15, that if I'm pointed you and that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that he may be given to you. See, the, there is fruit that God has for our life. It's not just temporary, but eternal. Because whatever we establish here on earth and lay up here on earth is only temporary. There's only one thing that we can take into eternity and that's people. And you know, in heaven, there'll be people that will thank us for our obedience for the seeds that we've sown into the life of others. Everything that we store up here on earth one day will be gone. We can't take it with us, but we can send it ahead. Jesus said, don't lay up treasures here on earth, but he said, lay yourselves treasures in heaven. And so I would encourage you today, True treasure is found in heaven. That's people. That's God's eternal purpose. And I just want to encourage you today, join me with this declaration that I declare I'm a child of God and his seeds of greatness are within me. We're called to do great things for God with those seeds of greatness from within. The power to become. And so today, as I close, I want to invite you, encourage you, if you've, if you've been found, filled with doubt or discouragement or distraction, I just want to invite you today to, uh, to let those things go and say, Lord, today I just want to receive. I want to be the person you've called me to be. Be obedient to, your, to the word of God. Sacrifice whatever it takes. Live with eternity in mind. And secondly, today, if you've never said yes to Jesus, make the choice. Be born again today. Make Jesus. Make that decision. Jesus, you can be my Lord and Savior. Or if you're away from God, Make that decision now to return to him. Pray with me this simple prayer, and today it will transform your life. Father, I thank you today for the Lord Jesus. I surrender to your will and your lordship. I ask that you forgive me from all of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I want to live today for your plans, your purposes, in your precious name. Amen. The power to become God bless you as you live the great destiny he has prepared for you. 
Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.